Hey guys, tonight on California Haunts Radio, medium Karen Clark joins me to talk about the Titanic. And if there's time left over, we're going to do some readings on the ship and the waters that surround it. Be right back. Grab your popcorn and snacks, find a comfy spot, take a seat or lie down, and let me transport you to a place of fantasy, ghost stories, ancient legends, odd creatures, alien encounters, and other magical topics. You may even decide to join the conversation. From faraway lands to your own backyard, with a small dash of pixie dust, turn out the lights and open your minds. The journey is about to begin. Hey, how's everybody doing today? I hope you said good. I kind of heard you say good, kind of from afar, right? I'm an empath. I can feel these things. Good evening. My name is Charlotte. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. Hang on while I push my little buttons. Okay. Whoa, I'm sorry. I should have been down here. Is that the right one? Yeah, show. Oh, how weird. Oh, okay. See, there's always something that goes wrong. <laughs> Murphy's Law. After last night. <laughs> And what happened last night, which I still don't know to this day, what happened last night with Facebook not airing the show. But uh, hopefully I can get that rectified by next Friday. Hello, how we doing? Good evening, Pure, Pure Love Ascension. Welcome to the show. Um, of course, you guys know who I am. You know who I am. But uh, anyway, I'm, the owner of the Cal I'm also the owner of the California Haunts Paranormal Investigation Team who needs some WD-40 for my chair. Um, <laughs> we're, we're 45 people up and down the state of California, which means if you have a paranormal need, we can help you out. It might take us a while to get there, but uh, we will get there some, you know, within a couple of days. Um, for everybody watching on Facebook tonight, um, if you haven't done so already, please hit that follow button because we're always looking for followers. YouTube, same thing. If you haven't subscribed to our YouTube page, please feel free to do so. There doesn't cost to do that. And if you're over on TikTok and you're coming to visit and you haven't joined me on TikTok yet, be sure to do that for those of you who are, okay? We are under California Haunts TikTok or California Haunts Radio on YouTube. We are, yeah, we, <laughs> we are California Haunts, California Haunts Radio, and Sacramento Sears on Facebook. And I'm also on Ostagram, uh, Ostagram, Instagram under Ghosty Gal. See, I kind of put it together. Under Ghosty Gal. And we're on Twitter under California Haunts, and I believe we're at Twitch under Cal Haunts, I think, or some variation of that. Also, uh, on uh, YouTube, if you haven't done so yet, please hit that, like I said, hit the subscribe button. Now, during the show, I do have somebody in my chat room. That's cool. If you uh, like the show, share it with some people. You know, like maybe you have family that are cooking right now. It's the holidays, right? So everybody's getting together and all that good stuff. Be sure to share the show because we're just trying to get the word out about the show. So uh, if you do that for me, I'd appreciate it. Also, uh, throw us some thumbs up. Throw us some happy faces. So, you know. Throw us some real good vibes here. Because when you do that and you participate in the chat room, Facebook and YouTube see that and they, they, the computer sees that and pushes us out to more people. Pushes us out to more people. So that helps us a lot because that's what we're going for, you know. Just like over at YouTube, I've got a reading. Okay. Just so I can see you, Pure Ascension. 
Um, over at YouTube, we do have eight, over 800 videos sitting there, and they're all of this show. Different topics. I don't cover the same topic every night. I'm a journalist, former journalist, and I don't like to be stuck copying just or, or doing copying. You know, doing just one type of show. I like to vary what I do. So that's why you're going to see stuff about Titanic. You're going to see stuff about murders, you know, life beings, you know, all kinds of stuff. Also, so if you look over there at YouTube, uh, there's, there's, I have started to put all the videos under categories and they're going to be categorized into folders. So it's going to be a lot easier for you to find stuff. Trust me, before I did that, I used to go in there and get a headache. That was me looking through it, right? Imagine what it's like for you to look through it. Okay, that all being said, tonight's show is interesting. Karen and I are big fans, excuse me. <laughs> Karen and I are big fans of the Titanic and the story of the Titanic and what actually happened and all that good stuff. Well, thank you, Pure Love Ascension. I appreciate it. It's good to have you for, for the book readings. You know, we've got a really good one going on Wednesdays. I'm sorry. You guys on Facebook didn't get to hear it because that is a really good book, and I can't wait till next Wednesday to continue with it. So uh, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Back to Titanic. Um, I always had a fascination with big ships. My father uh, had a lot of stories about the Queen Mary when I was growing up, and I, he, they, he took me to see the Queen Mary several times. And I remember walking the halls there. And then after I was an adult, I actually... Went on vacation to the, you know, I was in that Los Angeles area, went to the Queen Mary a couple of times as, as an adult and experienced some of the ghostly activity on there. And uh, it was, Queen Mary's beautiful. What's, what's left of it is beautiful because they, they've gutted a lot out of it. But tonight we're talking about the Titanic and we're going to talk about the Queen Mary a little later too because we're going to do a, a size comparison and uh, give you guys an idea of the size of, of what, how big Titanic was because Titanic. So Karen Clark is going to join me. She's done some research on, Titan on Titanic, and she's going to tell stories, stories about the ship, which is great. And I hope it's entertaining for everybody tonight. Some stories are, are, are nicer than others, and, and you know, and it's, it's just the way it is because of the way the ship ended, you know, the, 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 eventual, the eventual way the ship ended. All right, so let me bring Karen in, and away we go. Let me push this other button, and away we go. I'm going to have great blooper reels, you guys. Okay. Hello, Karen. Hello. How are you? I'm good. I had a nap. Oh, I, my. I had a nap in a Jolly Rancher. So I'm oh, good to rock. You got to put that picture back a little bit. <laughs> you know, I'll have to fix it. I'll have to fix it. Oh, that's horrid. You look marvelous, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyways, so, on with the show. You know, on with the show. So for the people that don't know you, uh, tell us a little bit about you. Well, I'm a crazy broad. Um, I started actually with your team about 17 years ago. Mm-hmm. I was with a former team before then. Oh, that's my little Chihuahua. He gets jealous when I talk. Oh, that's funny because I went to grab my I went to grab my Santa cup and it made the noise at the same time, so I thought I did it. So it's good. It's good to know. Okay. Um. Anyways. Um. Oh, I just lost my notes here. Anyways, yeah, I I had the gift since I was a little girl, and I would 
uh, float out of my body and visit different places. And wow. it really scared me when I was young. And it wasn't until I was older in my adulthood that I just kept having one experience after another, seeing things and people and getting messages from people on the other side and feeling presence. And then I, I realized like I would be in my car driving and I could hear a song come in before it would come in. And it was like, I was hyper vigilant and I could mm -hmm. actually know I could hear the song go through my mind seconds before it would play and then it would come on nice i mean just you know that's just one example right you know i so went through something over similar time, I, I just yeah honed in on yeah bad host i interrupted no go ahead i i would just <laughs> hone in on my skills and just keep going and it just became like routine for me to have all these experiences and it scared me. And of course you don't want to tell anybody because people think you're crazy. Right. And then I saw a psychologist and told the psychologist and he said, you're not crazy. You're just having high intuition. I, I actually had a, mental evaluation by a mm -hmm. psychiatrist and a psychologist and he said you're not crazy th th this is this is just what happens when mm -hmm. people who are highly sensitive and, and it's it, it gets to the point where i have to learn how to shut it down because i can hear people thinking about me half a world away wow i know people are thinking about me um, from beyond, mm -hmm. from the past, present, and future. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And I could tell you, and, um, just real, real I'm quick. Quite, just from I'm very sensitive and I'm very sensitive what people think of me. Uh-huh. And I've always felt judged in my life. So it's something that I've really had to work on is not to be so hard on myself and just accept it and go with the flow and use it for the good of uh, humanity, for the good of everybody, for the good of mm -hmm. me. Absolutely. You know, growing up, I saw stuff in my house, you know, and everybody thought it was my imagination. But then after I got with the first ghost team, you know, that I was working with, and we started going, I started going to meetings. When you talk about the car and the radio, I had weird things going on, like oh. flashlights would turn on by the by themselves in the car when I was driving home for no reason. Or like when I went to work, you know, and I would be talking to somebody at at, at the office I was working at, and I, I could hear what they were going to say before they said it. Yeah. Oh, that's so, better. You know, yeah. <laughs> Okay. Well, we'll leave it at that if that makes you happy. We'll, we'll just do that. <laughs> yeah. That's a I little kinda better. Like, I kind of liked it in your face. It was cool. <laughs> oh. 
<laughs> so tonight, you know, we're going to be talking yeah, about so Titanic. Were, I, Go ahead. I, I remember when it came out. And Michael and I saw it with my family, and I was at the edge of my seat. Mm-hmm. And every time I hear the song by Celine Dion, I just cry and well up. I mean, yeah. oh my gosh, it just gets me right in the kishkas. It just <laughs> it doesn't, it gets you too, huh, baby? You know, every time I see the anything in reference to that ship, that, that song is in my head. I, yeah. I think it's like that for a lot of people. Because that song was just so haunting. Well, what? I'm you so sorry. So my little <laughs> chihuahua is having a fit because I'm you giving so too, right? computer attention. Come here. He thinks, yeah, he thinks so, so too. He okay, wants to be so, a radio star. Go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> So I'll just kind of go over the notes. Yeah, Karen's got notes. About I've got some really cool of the notes Titanic. About Talk about it. Yeah. The Titanic launched on May 31st, 1911, and set sail on its maiden voyage from Southampton, England, on April 10th, 1912, with 2,240 passengers and crew on board. On April 15, 1912, after striking an iceberg, the Titanic broke apart and sank to the bottom of the ocean. And then uh, taking in, it uh, more. It took more than 1,500 lives, passenger and crew. And there's something about the captain, I can't remember his name, but it was the captain's last voyage. Yeah, yes. It was everybody's last voyage. So that's everybody's last voyage. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. One thing I want to add in with this, and this is something I did some research on, because like I said, I am a ship nut like that. I mean, I've, like, I spent a lot of time aboard the Queen Mary. I was curious because, you know, they say the Titanic was so big, and it was for its day and time. You know, for the time it was built, it was the biggest ship. But later on, when you when when it's hard for us, even with the movie, right? When you look at the movie, you see the people are so tiny. It's kind of hard to gauge the size of this of it. So I did some research, and I found out that uh, the Queen Mary that they keep at uh, Long Beach, if anybody's ever been there, to give you an idea of the sizes, the Queen Mary is fifteen percent longer than the Titanic and twenty eight percent wider. Wow! And I have been on the Queen Mary. Yeah. So that gives you an idea. To the Titanic because it, at the time, both ships, both, yeah, both ships at the time at, at their time of of service were the biggest ships in the world, you know, cruise ships. So that gives you an idea of if if, you, if you've ever seen the Queen Mary and been there in person, how large the Titanic really was. I mean, fifteen percent isn't that much, you know, Not as far as being longer. So the Titanic was almost as long as the Queen Mary, if you want to put it that way. Yeah, and the and the Queen Mary, I've been on the Queen Mary. It is huge. Yes. So and you yet can imagine. When you see it on the ocean, it looks tiny. Yeah. But you can imagine the size. Because I know, you know, with movies and all that, it's really hard to tell the size. You yeah. know how I mean you can see the ship is huge, but you don't really have a, a starting point to, to see the actual right. size. But when you when you think about seeing the Queen Mary, you can you can get a good idea of, of just how big the Titanic was. And now the Titanic is, how they discovered it is fascinating. I've seen it on 
one of those history or discovery channels, how they discovered it. Yeah. Guys, when I lean over, I'm, 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 I'm reading your notes. I'm blind as a bat. So I have okay. to enlarge them to, to read your notes over there. All right, continue. So anyways, um, just a, a few other tidbits. It was uh, 111 years ago the Titanic sank into the depths of the Atlantic Ocean. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, tragedy struck during the British luxury uh, luxury passengers liner maiden voyage. Mm -hmm. And it was found where it was found actually in Newfoundland, Canada. That's where the wreckage was found. Mm -hmm. And then, according to the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, mm -hmm. NOAA. The Titanic was near Newfoundland, Canada, about 400 miles off the coast when it tragically mm -hmm. sank. And now, 111 years later, the wreckage remains about 350 miles from Newfoundland. And uh, this was documented June 22nd on 2023. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it, would, it was actually discovered after 1 a.m. on September 1st, 1985, under more than 12,400 feet of water. Wow. It was one of the Titanic boilers that was identified, confirming the wreck had been found. Mm -hmm. And then the video filming from Argo, it was uh, used by 35 millimeter filming from Angus. Yeah. It was conducted throughout the remaining four days of the voyage. So that's how that's, it was discovered. I love watching those things and seeing it. It is so, so you know, it's, it's like a sobering feeling to, to see those, those those ROVs, you know, yeah. under the water. Uh, you know, I look at Titanic, and you know, um, one of the stuff I've seen, and this is this is like throwing just throwing this out there, stick to the wall. The conditions that night, there was no moon, absolutely no moon, but there, but there was like some kind of visual thing that. I, that I heard on, on on one of the TV shows where they wouldn't see the Titanic clearly, or they would think it was closer than it was, or so, or something along that line, which is why they think that they didn't see the iceberg until last minute, even though it was dark. That's right. There was, yeah, there was some kind of weird visual thing going on with the ocean and the, and and the weather conditions at the time when when it impacted. That's right. They hit an iceberg. Yeah, and then of course mayhem set in and the rest is history or was right. history and there were around 700 survivors yes one of the survivors named prentice passed away in 1982 at the age of 93 i don't know if they were in the movie or not um probably they not well they might have been i mean under different names in the movie or whatever right they, they might have been but this Prentice survived by swimming to a nearby lifeboat, as, you know, the survivors did. Right. And he uh, recalled that the Titan Titanic seemed to stop as if you were jamming your brakes on a car. Huh. I mean, can you imagine? Very interesting. That's, a, mean, lot of That's a lot of ship to stop. Oh, yeah. Water. The force of that. Yes, I'm sure a lot of them had, the survivors had hearing loss. 
Not oh, to mention post-traumatic stress syndrome. Well, you know, I can tell you. I mean, I can tell you from experience because uh, for years my family had a uh, cabin cruiser, and to stop a boat when it's in moment, when it's in a full momentum, like like they were pretty much, you know, running full speed, you're going to go. No, even if you hit the brakes, you're still going to lurch forward until that until that speed momentum stops. All right. That's so true. Yeah. There is a myth that I thought was really interesting. You know, people think that the Titanic victims and survivors, well, victims were ate by sharks. But mm -hmm. that's not true. According to the historical sources, right. there, there were no infested waters. There were no sharks. It was mainly hypothermia. Hypothermia, yeah. and maybe the water was too cold. Of course, yeah, maybe the water was too cold too. You know, oh, for the definitely. sharks, because sharks, you know, certain sharks. I'm not saying all of them. Certain sharks tend to like warmer waters, which is why the great whites, which I think is a fascinating story too, that I would love to do a story on. Talk to somebody about the great whites migrate from California to Hawaii every year. Yeah, to the warmer waters. It it was actually the uh, in Indianapolis. Yes. That yes. had the victims that were eaten up by the sharks. Yes. That was a, yes. a big scene in Jaws, too. Yeah, that was huge. About it. Right, right. The Richard Dreyfus talks about it, that one scene. But to imagine, you know, the fact that, and again, getting back to that whole weather thing, they had seen the, you know, I think it was the California, USS California that had seen the Titanic. Or vice versa, but they had seen a ship on the horizon that they thought was within range, but the ship didn't see them. Right. Because of the curvature of the earth or whatever was going on with, with, with the weather conditions that night. Right. You know? And there was, like I said, there was no moon. So when the lights went out and finally went out in the Titanic, it was pitch black out there. Can you imagine the horror? Wow. And I got a little trivia for everybody, too, that I'm going to add in, you know, being a ghost hunter and going to different places. Oh, I'm reading Pure, Pure Love Ascension here. They said those who uh, were inebriated, yes, the people that had alcohol in their system, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, I, I heard I stories about imagine. people who, yeah, how, how, how they survived. You know, the ones that had alcohol. They're the ones that survived because the alcohol kept them warm. They Interesting. Them I could yeah. see that. In fact, when my mom, when my mother and I watched the, the movie, that's what she said. She said, oh, look, he's drunk. He's going to make it. Okay. <laughs> he's, he's drinking that, booze. That's kind of uh, comparable to when somebody's in an accident mm -hmm. and when they're, when they're not tense. Yeah. They just kind of roll with it, and they're, they survive more than somebody that's really tense. Yes. Now, I have some trivia also to add to this. And you and you might have noticed this, okay? The Murphy's Hotel, Murphy's, California, where we've done quite a few investigations. You go to the old part of the hotel, and if you look at the doors, they have the names of the people that have stayed at the hotel. And when you look at the names, the majority of them were on the Titanic. 
John wow. Jacob Astor. You know, there were people, uh, honest to God, if, if you look at those doors, you'll, you'll recognize the names right away. That's, you know, wow, I didn't probably, probably before they took the ship, uh, you know, before they before they took that trip. They stayed at the oh. Murphy's Hotel. Yeah, it's interesting. it left from England, right? And it went right. to New York. Yeah. But they had stayed at the Murphy's Some of those people that died aboard that ship had stayed at the Murphy's Hotel. Wow. That is fascinating. I always thought it was, too. Every time we stayed there. Now, there were some notable people aboard. Yes, go for it. Okay. Uh, there was an industrial magnet millionaire named Benjamin Guggenheim. And he was Macy's department store owner and former member of the United States House of Representatives, Eisdor Strauss, and his wife, Ida. Mm -hmm. And then there was George Dinnickwick, founder and president of Young, Youngstown Sheet and Tube Company. And he was a millionaire streetcar magnet. And of course, they had all different classes. If you remember the movie, people who have seen the movie, first class, second class, third class. You know, nothing's changed, right? Right. We still have right. all the classes. The haves and haves not. But um, also, this is kind of fun for me to talk about because I think I had some long lost relatives on this voyage. Mm -hmm. There was a man named Charles Valentine Clark with the E, C-L-A-R-K-E, who was, that's my maiden name, mm -hmm. who was a second class passenger traveling across the Atlantic Ocean aboard the maiden voyage of Titanic and his wife, Ada Maria Clark. Very interesting. Yeah, they were second, uh, and again, they were second class passengers. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know what happened to them. You know, I don't know what happened. Right, I couldn't right, find right. any information what happened to them, if they made it or not. But mm -hmm. I do know they were passengers. But boy, I'll tell you, when I saw the Titanic exposition at the Luxor Hotel in Las Vegas years ago, they had a lot of artifacts. Mm -hmm. Now and I that, remember feeling yeah. okay, the pain I was say, of, what did the, you feel? of the boat. And boy, could you feel that energy radiate off the boat? And then seeing all the baby shoes and the and the old glasses and the purses and the jewelry. And of course, the infamous, the very famous Hope Diamond, right? Mm-hmm. That rose through in the ocean. Right. Now, now that we've discussed that, okay, now, now, now that you've said that, I do have some research um, about the ghosts that haunt those, the, 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 those expeditions, those exhibitions. So uh, let's read a little bit about that off. I got an article here. Let's see. Where am I at? Where am I at? So this is going to be uh, the Titanic Artifact Exhibition at the Luxor Hotel and Casino. And this is from Ranker.com. And they say a lady in black appears on the grand staircase. And oh, they say that right. employees and guests... beautiful staircase that goes up where 
Right. Um, Leonardo DiCaprio, his character right. stands right there and he holds his arm out to Rose with her yes. beautiful glove. And yeah. And so the stories go that employees and guests alike have seen this mysterious woman who wears a black period dress with a white collar and her hair in a bun. As a photographer prepped for the opening of the exhibition, he spotted the woman casually walking down the grand staircase. He was startled as he hadn't seen anyone either, either earlier, and the staircase was roped off. He assumed that she was part of the exhibit and asked if she'd like him to photograph her. She wow. ignored him. He went back to setting up, but suddenly she was directly behind him. Again, he offered, he offered a photograph, and this time she didn't just ignore him. She vanished. <laughs> wow when when was this when did this happen i don't know in fact i'm looking at just, this is just stuff on rancor you know stor stories that they found oh yeah i'm sure yeah i'm sure a lot of those you know people that do psych i do a little bit of psych uh commentary where you uh -huh. hold objects and you can feel and i'm sure there's a there's a lot of energy left in oh absolutely absolutely and antiquities so this is 12, 12 Spine-Tingling Ghost Stories of the Titanic by Laura Radford. It was written in 2021. So there's that one, and then you've got The Ghosts Take, let's see, take Portraits Off the Walls. The exhibition at the Luxor includes a portrait of J. Bruce Ismay, one of the Titanic's builders. He apparently fled the sinking ship, leaving women and children behind. We, yeah, we know that. Witnesses on the lifeboats claim he kept his back to the ship as it descended, and allegedly he was he was the one insisting the ship speed up after receiving those ice warnings. Perhaps it's not surprising that the ghosts of the Titanic seem to dislike him. Um, one early morning, as the crew came to open the exhibit, they found portraits of Ismay on the floor. The manager watched the surveillance video for, for the night and was stunned to see the picture begin shaking before coming off the wall and apparently falling on its own accord. That's crazy, huh? Wow. Wow. Let's see. Now, let's see. This one is a ghostly tour took place on the Winter Haven, SS Winter Haven. What if you saw a ghost without even realizing it? In the case of Second Officer Leonard Bishop, this happened in Okay, Bishop of the SS Winter Haven. This happened in 1977. And he gave a tour of the ship. And a man who assumed was a passenger. I don't know what this has to do with Titanic. Maybe he was on the Titanic. The man he, he assumed was a passenger. Um, okay, the British man was very soft spoken and extremely. Let me take this down a little bit. Okay. Oh, it just jumped. Look at that. Don't you love it when stuff does that? Computers. Yeah. Computers. Yeah. computers. Okay, okay, where is it? Where is it? Sorry, guys. Okay, yeah, so he says, it says the British man was soft spoken and was interested in every detail of the vessel, almost unusually so. Bishop found that the man, the, the man to be strange, no unpleasant, just odd. It wasn't until a few years after seeing the photo of Titanic Captain Edward Smith, oh, here's the link, that Bishop realized the situation. That the man he had been touring the boat with and, and gave him a tour of the boat was in fact Captain Edward Smith. 
Okay. That, thank you. Okay, that was the captain. That was his last voyage. Yeah. Yeah. He was going to wasn't he going to retire? Yes. Yes. I'm going off memory of the movie. I haven't seen the movie for a while. He was going to retire and then he that was his last voyage. Yeah. Now wow. this one this particular ghost I can I can understand being there. Um the ghost of the Titanic's lookout watches the promenade deck. So Frederick Fleet, a British sailor, served as the lookout aboard the RMS Titanic. He spotted the deadly iceberg aboard the bridge. Tragically, the warning came too late. The ship was going too fast to avoid a collision. Uh, Fleet survived the, the sinking of the ship, but not his own depression. After his wife's passing just after Christmas of 1964, he was evicted by his brother-in-law and hung himself in the garden. Wow. His grave went unmarked until the Titanic Historical Society erected a headstone for him in 93. It appears his spirit's not quite at rest, however. Witnesses have claimed to see him keeping watch over the Las Vegas exhibit's promenade deck, perhaps driven by his guilt to keep watch even in the afterlife. I can understand that. Oh, yeah. Um, this happens quite frequently at different museums. There's also Los Angeles. I'm going to add this. There's a wax museum that's not the Madame Tussauds Museum. And in this museum, it's, it's, it used to be called the Hollywood, Hollywood Wax Museum. And there's supposed to be an angry spirit in this museum that will pinch people and stuff when they go through <laughs> see the wax figures. I mean, wax figures are creepy enough, but that you know, get pinched and prodded. Oh, they scare me. I've so, been in uh, that museum. It's yeah. creepy. So I mean, that had to do with the Titanic. I'm just pointing this out because the next section of the ghosts of the Titanic are museum staffers are poked and prodded by unseen hands. So according to the staff and visitors. The Titanic, you know, the, of the ex exhibition yeah. in the Luxor. Oh, it's all Las Vegas. Wow. Eerie sounds, uneasy feelings, and actual sightings of ghostly specters have all been reported. Um, it also seems that to attract another bit of um, attention from those spirits in that they like to poke at staffer and prod them as they're walking through. And then another one reports hearing an orchestra play. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I heard something about the clock. I don't know if this is true or not. I didn't research this. Yeah. But do you remember that part of the movie where the, one of the captains, he sets the clock. You're right. Right at the time that right. the ship goes down. Right. That part is so profound to me. Mm -hmm. I wonder if there's a connection with time and space with the time he set when the ship went down. Right. Is like when the, the spirits come in, do they come in at that same time that the yeah, ship, you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. That would be something to look at. Cause that, yeah, that would yeah. make a lot of sense, especially with the kind of work we do. Now, ghost hunters were allowed into the exhibition at one time. And, and this is at the Georgia Aquarium. The Georgia Aquarium also houses potentially haunted artifacts from Titanic. The employees have claimed to see shadows, hear voices, and um, even be touched by the spirits. The paranormal activity is so intense that Sci-Fi Channel's ghost hunters came to investigate. Wow. It should have been our team. <laughs> They reportedly captured a recording of a voice saying, no, please wait, in the iceberg room. 
The team also said they got readings of several anonymous, anomalous cold spots that witnessed a shadowy figure. After reviewing their findings, they concluded that the, the Titanic exhibit in Georgia Aquarium is, in fact, haunted. Uh, haunted. One day I'll learn to read. <laughs> now, it's not only like um, set up for the U.S. to have all these hauntings. There's also a Titanic, obviously, of a uh, museum in Belfast, you know, where it was built. Uh-huh. In Ireland. And, uh, from what this says is a comforting spirit haunts the Titanic Belfast Museum. So, as they like to say, in Ireland, the Titanic was built by the Irish, sunk by the English. The Titanic Belfast Museum in Ireland seems to have a ghostly presence of its own. In 2009, a woman was touring the museum and listened to the final distress call of the RMS Titanic. She described the events that followed in a letter that, that, that hosts the podcast of Real Ghost Stories Online. Oh, cool. Okay. She claimed that while hearing the original Morse code and seeing the words of the RMS Titanic's distress call, she got very emotional. Oh, gosh. I can only Very imagine. overwhelmingly emotional. Her heart was pounding. Yeah, her heart was pounding as she left and felt... Her heart was pounding as she felt anxious and heartbroken as if the, the she was the radio controller herself. So shaken up and sick to her stomach, she began crying, walking walking away to get some air. She felt a hand on her shoulder and a male voice softly say, it's okay. She assumed it was her, her, her friend and reached out to brush his hand, but realized no one was there. So the question here, here is, was it the spirit of the radio controller, Jack Phillips? And uh, was he reassuring her that he was at peace with what happened? Interesting. And they caught a lot of this on the EVPs. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff caught. A lot of, and here's another one. Captain Smith haunts his former home in England. So according to Louise and Neil Borner, owners of the former home of Titanic Captain John Smith, the shipmaster lingers in his house. The couple have spent the last decade renting the 19th century Victorian, and their and their tenants have reported feeling icy chills passing through them. They also hear strange noises and even see full-blooded apparitions of the captain. Wow. The property has, has also suffered a flood in the kitchen and unusually cold gusts in the dining room. According to Mr. Bonner, some years ago, we had a single chap, chap, British, <laughs> in there and he rang up one day convinced he had seen the ghost of the captain. He was in bed when he saw him drift across the room. Wow. Gosh. And next one is spirit spirit orbs hover over the Titanic's resting place. So people uh, aboard ships passing the site where the RMS Titanic went down have reported mysterious balls of light, which are believed to be the spirit orbs, you know, hovering over the area. Yeah. One on more than one occasion, submarines traveling these depths have received unusual radio interference, odd noises, and SOS calls. But no origins crackle through the communication equipment. That's interesting because if we think about the situation that just happened, you know, with 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 that sub, sub that sub, you know that 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 ticking sound or that that pounding sound that the uh, airplanes picked up really, to me, sounded like someone trying to say they were there. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, right. that's what it, 
That's what it seemed like to me. So maybe, you know, after, after reading that, maybe it makes a little more sense what they were hearing. Yeah, it kind of put the puzzles, the pieces of the puzzle together. Right. Here's an exhibit visitor is touched from me on the grave. Um, while visiting family in Missouri, because there's one in Missouri, a teenager went to the traveling Titanic exhibit and had a brush with the paranormal. She says, we were going, we were walking through a hallway to get to the artifacts, and I was behind everyone. I suddenly felt a soft tug at the back of my t-shirt. I turned to see who the culprit was, but the hallway was absolutely empty. I quickly faced um, forward to catch a potential trickster, but no one was sneaking away, and everyone in front of me was ahead. Whoa. Okay. And that's the end of it. So that's a little insight into some of the ghosts from the Titanic. I, I bet you that they're, they're, you know, you think about it, mm -hmm. you, you would hope that most of the people crossed over right into the godly dimension where they're supposed to go right but then again i'm sure there are some spirits that were stuck maybe it was the the trauma mm -hmm. and they're reliving it over and over and over and that's really sad you know it's sad that yeah, they're stuck it is. i mean how many times have we been out on an investigation where we've encountered these, these lost souls like this, right. you know, that are stuck with that, with that trauma, right. you know, and it's just sad because it happened so quickly. They don't, I, you know, a lot of people that, well, well, with that one, I forgot, I was thinking about the sub, but they happened so quickly, but like in the case of the Titanic, these people knew what was going to happen. These people knew the water was going to, or these gentlemen that died, right. right. They knew what was going to happen. You know, they, they were sitting there, the water was coming in. And you know dang well it's going to keep coming in and filling up and filling up and filling up. And you can't do anything about it. You just right. have to sit there and watch it. That and panic the, and yeah. that fear. Yeah, that fear. You even know. the people even the people that made themselves calm to face it. I mean, when you're going to feel it, it's, it's all fine and dandy when, when the water's filling up. But when it gets to your chin, then you hit the panic and fear. Oh, definitely. Because that, you know that water's coming in. The part where they had the musicians play right. at the very end, I that just made me cry because those musicians knew they were going to perish. Right. And yet they wanted to give solace to the people they knew were their, probably their last hours right? or right. last few minutes. And right. they played the music to try to give comfort to the right. victims right the, Teresa the says survivors. just watch yeah just you know you're just sitting there or laying in bed and you're just watching the water rise yeah I can't think of anything more terrifying and then of course Teresa. you know the third class really mm -hmm. had it rough and the and the the uh iron workers or the coal workers in the bottom of the ship Yes. Isn't it going the steam rollers and all that? Right. They didn't have a chance at all. It was the upper class that had a little more of a chance to get out. Right. right. Wow. 
I like your hat. Yeah. That's cute. Sally and uh, Jack. Jack. Season's creepings. <laughs> yeah. But it is. It's very tragic. And, you know, not only, you know, it wasn't only the men that died aboard. There were were children. There were babies that died. And and you can't imagine, you know, that happening. You know. I know. It gives you the willies when that happened. And and it was unfortunate. The whole thing with the lifeboats and you not having enough lifeboats because in the company's eyes, they they wanted the decks clear so people could enjoy this magnificent ship. Mm. figuring that it wasn't going to sink because obviously it had those watertight doors but the only problem with the watertight doors is that the tops of the doors didn't quite go all the way up right they didn't fit all the way up in there and so when titanic started to nose down or whatever direction it was going the water kept washing over and then, then it was ship, like it showed how it broke in yeah. half it yeah like perpendicular it just snapped and then one side went up and one side went down yeah. Yeah. And they're sliding all the way down, trying to hold on to whatever they can. And when they reach the waters, of course, hypothermia sets in. You don't have a long time to live. No. You're going to die. You're going to perish real fast. Right. Oh, yeah. It doesn't take long with water that cold. And and it's actually the survivors mm-hmm. that probably mm-hmm. had that, you know, PTSD, the trauma, what stories they had to tell. Well, like Teresa says, I just I see I see a thing from Teresa saying, you know, you're sitting on the lifeboats and you're powerless to do anything. All right. you can do is watch the boat go down. Ooh. And there was, you know, there there was no social media, cell phones, uh-huh. telephones. Nope. We're talking the early 1900s, right? Right. So you were just, just out had there. Flare, flare Morse guns. code. Morse code and flare guns. Yeah. That was it. You know. It's sad. It's sad that you know, that whole weather thing or whatever it was that that, that, that ended up happening where the, US, where the California didn't get back until morning. You know, to start picking up survivors. Because I think had they had they been able to be aware of it or how had they paid paid more attention, they could have got over there right away. You know, it was, it was one big cluster. Oh yeah, one big cluster. No, did the other team get anything else? That's they, all like. Were, were there any like class A EVPs that they collected? Just what the ghost hunters got. You know, okay. The TV ghost hunters, but that's that's all I was able to get so far there's probably more out there i would love to get a chance to go out there oh right and do an investigation out there you know it's it's just it's it's tragedy it's pure tragedy and could it have been avoided i mean the ship was in the dark anyway you know the icebergs it's hard to see i mean if there's no uh moon out and there's no light it's going to be hard to see like like icebergs and stuff floating in the water oh yeah no matter what so i mean was was the ship destined to hit this thing you know, no, no matter what, or could it have been avoided? Maybe if they reduced speed, you know, they had time to maneuver because the Titanic had, I, I know this from, from reading around too, the Titanic had a flaw. The Titanic, the Titanic, I think, the, I think its rudder was too small for the size of the ship. Right. And that, that was a major issue because they couldn't get the ship turned in time for different things. Mm-hmm. 
So very, very tragic. And I can't imagine the captain and what he went through either. Here he's going into retirement. You know, he's getting races his last voyage. He wants to do a, a good show and have that ship come in looking beautiful and stuff. And then he's got sure. people telling him, no, don't worry about reducing speed. We don't need all those lifeboats. Let's just go for it. Captain Smith, huh? Yeah, Captain Smith. Wow. You know, so I, I feel for the captain. I really do. Because I really don't. I mean, I put blame on the captain for not standing up. You know, to the you know, to the big wigs, but I also feel for him because there was probably a lot of pressure that they put on him, especially with 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 his man board. Right. That was a really really touching scene. Yeah. Okay. Who was was it? Molly. I think the actress was Cat Catherine Bates. Yeah. Yeah. Who played what? What wasn't her name? Molly Brown. Yeah, she played Molly Brown. That was something when she was in the boat. Right. She was trying to direct everybody into her boat. Right. And then that creepy guy, that actor was really good who played him too. Um, who the the real rich dude that was right, right. Rose's fiance. Right, 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 right. I don't know if that's based on any truth or not, but I'm sure something like that arose. It could have happened. Yeah. I mean, they were just, you know, filling out the story essentially, but that, 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 that could have happened, you know, cause there, there is a, there is a grand suite on there that, 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 that's what they based the, the wealthy suite, you know, where Rose was staying. There is a grand suite that they found with, with the, uh, port I'm going to say the, the portable sub, but you know, that, I love that scene movie. where, um, they that that Leonardo DiCaprio character draws uh, roses. The character Rose, her portrait. That was so cool. Do you remember that scene? Yes, yes. Where she wears oh, the. Pure Love Ascension says it's been said that. Um, there, let me get this up bigger. I'm blind, guys. You gotta be with me. It's been said that there was a fire in one of the boilers that that was still burning that contributed to the damage for, that the iceberg caused. That, that contributed to the damage from the iceberg. They actually left. Oh, what they actually left port with. It's still burning. I heard that too. I heard about yeah, that fire. Right. And it ripped the side of the steel of the, yeah. of the ship. It, yeah. It, it weakened the steel. It helped weaken the steel on the ship. And then I also read that some of that steel that they put on was older steel. So now that so there's a theory out there that it, that it wasn't like brand new steel that they put on there, and so the steel might have had some weak points. Mm -hmm. You know when it did go out, but you know with the size of with the size of the thing that they hit, I don't see it, any going back from that. I don't you know I I don't care what kind of steel you got. I think it's just going to rip the side of the ship apart. With that, you know, with that type of size. I mean, I, I've flown over Newfoundland in a, in a regular, air, you know, airplane. When you look down and you see the icebergs, you got to have a lot of respect for how big they are. Because my mother, <laughs> I mean, my mother looked out the window, saw these icebergs, and says, "Oh my God!" You know, did they, they, they look like ice cubes? Oh yeah, from the plane. And we were like, you know, ten thousand feet up or whatever we were, you know, with this airplane. So, I mean, you can imagine when you get down closer to them how big they are. Mm -hmm. 
Especially because yeah. they were around uh, camp, the area of Newfoundland. Yeah. Yeah. Canada. Yeah. So I always thought that was fascinating. I remember looking out the window and, and seeing them. How long was the voyage supposed to be? I thought, I don't know. I don't know how long the transit, I don't remember how long that transatlantic voyage was. I have no idea, to be perfectly honest. I forgot to look that up. I think it was, I think it was more than a week. Okay. Five days or whatever it was. Yeah, it had to be like five, anywhere from five days to, to ten days to cross the Atlantic back then. Mm-hmm. Because that was the whole point of Titanic. It was fast, and they were trying to break the speed records, just like the Queen Mary, you know, used to make that trip all the time and broke a bunch of speed records. Wasn't that fascinating when they show, when they discovered all the remains down in the bottom of the ocean? Yes, but you know what got me? Because all the bodies, you know, stayed there. Because it's a tomb. It's essentially a tomb. Right. And when you saw, like you say, when, when you see... The stuff that's down there, like 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 the shoes with no foot. I know. And you know there was some, you know, someone had their foot in that shoe. I know. That thing went down, right? So it's really sobering to see that stuff. It's really and sobering. how they restored all the artifacts they brought up. Right. Yeah, that was fascinating too to see that. They made them. What got me were the glasses. Those little round, early nineteenth century glasses. Yeah. And the little purses that the women carried. Right. Pocket purses. And the baby shoes. Yeah, that got me. That, got, that totally got me. Watch it. I still watch that stuff every once in a while, you know, just, just to see what they what they you know what they saw during you know during those dives. And it's just it, it's just so sad. And and, and ugh. It, it puts well being an empath, it doesn't help. You know, no. watching this stuff when I'm when I'm looking at it. But uh, but yeah, and just like with that 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 sub that went down that that it, that had the implosion, you know how quickly that did they went. find it? What what's the uh, story behind that Hope Diamond? Did they ever find that? I think they did. I don't know. I wonder if that's in a museum. I was going to research that. It is. It's I... under glass and under big guard because. Oh yeah. Anytime somebody comes in contact with it, something bad happens. So, oh, really? Yeah. I was wondering about that. Yeah, it's got it's, it's it's got it's got a reputation. Can you imagine how much that's worth? That's crazy. But yeah, but this was all a case of you know them wanting to make good, them wanting to look good in front of the press and get their you know get 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 to the docks early and all this, and that's why the orders went out to speed it up, and that's why again. With the lifeboats, that's why they went with less lifeboats, because mm -hmm. they didn't want people, especially the first class, you know, the first class guests, they didn't want them to have to step around lifeboats. Mm -hmm. So they didn't run as many lifeboats. After all, it was unsinkable, supposedly, right? Right. And that's what they thought. Right. So I mean, and then there's stories of people that were supposed to go aboard that ship to make the crossing. And they backed out at the last minute because because they had, uh, you know, like like feelings that they that they shouldn't have boarded the ship. Mm -hmm. So you had that going on too. There were people that didn't, you know, that that didn't go. Mm -hmm. Now there's an original movie about the Titanic, and I happened to see it. It's really, you can, you can see it on YouTube. 
a movie made back uh, back in the 30s and 40s, or you know, once you know what I mean, back in the black and white days, and it's almost the same movie as the one James Cameron made. Wow, it was an actual movie, not a documentary. No, it was a movie, and I, I sat here one night and watched mm. it, and it was an interesting movie just to see the different place. I mean, people had different names in this, you know in there but it was basically almost the same as james, as, as the one that james cameron did but no rose of course you know when that story going on right but it was an inter very interesting movie if you ever want to say it yeah i forget what it's called it's rms titanic or something like that just look on the dates you, you know you'll know you have it because it, it was an old movie okay but i have watched that one there's also a documentary about the survivors and uh like you say, there's not many of them left. I think there might not be any of them left now. But oh, they, no. they actually had a, a uh, get-together, a conference of the survivors. And a guy went in there and did a documentary about it and interviewed some of those survivors firsthand, and they were in their 80s. Wow. And that's kind of fascinating to watch, too. As Absolutely. Well. As well. You know? Definitely. I, can't I, can't, I just I don't like deep water. No, I don't either. I'm not I a deep water person. After watching Jaws, I cannot go into the water to, to this day. And I remember doing the shark cage in Hawaii. Oh, you know, yeah, that's jumping right. In that, yeah, off the, off the boat. But the first thing I thought of when I looked down, it was old fighting Danny when I was looking out, like just looking out at the sharks, you know, side, like, like the side view. My dad always told me because he was a, he served in the U.S. Coast Guard. He was he was lookout on some LST ships, and he always told me that the, the, the running joke was when you were out to sea that you were never a mile you know, you you were never a mile away from land, which made like you could be a mile from, from you know from the bottom of the ocean, right? Right. So as I uh, when I got in this shark cage and I started looking around, after the charm started to wear down after a while, you know. And I'm thinking, you know, if this shark cage let go, there's nothing beneath me. It's just straight down. You know, and this nothing. was in Hawaii? This was in Hawaii. We were we were off the coast of Hawaii in a shark cage. You're a thrill seeker. I loved it. Every second of it. But the thing that got me, you know, where, where the fear came in is when I looked down at the bottom of the shark cage and there's just nothing there. It's just ocean. And then I oh, thought of what my dad said. You know, you're never you're never more than a mile from, from land. But that so, kind of that fascinated me that um what should have taken oh Michael just wrote me a note. Oh Michael just looked up the information. The voyage should have taken 137 hours. Okay. Thank you. 2,400 miles. T approximately 2,400 miles. Okay, cool. Thank, Thank you. you, Michael. You're welcome. <laughs> Michael's my buddy. I'm the fact, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm the fact checker. He's a fact checker. <laughs> Not a fact checker. Not the fat checker. The, the fat, fat checker. checker. Yes. yes. My, Michael keeps us in line. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he tries. He doesn't get very I far. Can't control either one of you. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> the two of you are out of control. We are. A bit. Once we start rolling. Yeah, it's true. I admit it. Well, this has been a fascinating show. It's been fun. 
Well, it's been, yeah, kind of fun. I mean, yes, it's been. I mean, it's sobering, but at the same time, it's been interesting and fun Hopeful. to do. Hopeful. Yeah. Hopeful. Hopeful. And interesting about the, the ghosts. Like earlier, if we had time. We... Yeah. Yeah. But I thought, you know, like I thought if, if we had time that we would uh, have you do some readings, you know, in and around the ship. So maybe the next time we get you on, we'll do that. We'll do a follow-up show. To that this. would be fun. And we'll do some stuff. And then maybe Michael can fact check for us or I can fact check and, and see how well you do. Right. Which would be kind of fun. I'll have to watch the movie again. <laughs> I've 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 only watched it like ten times. Well, watch the one from the thirties or the forties or whatever yeah. you know, that was. They did that was an interesting, interesting. That's an interesting movie too. It's a different approach. It's Definitely. a completely different approach. Okay, guys. Well, that's it. It's seven thirty, and uh, I've got to teach a class in fifteen minutes, so I need to bug off of here. But I'm glad you guys came in to join us for this discussion tomorrow night. We've got uh, medium Nancy Mass coming in, who's going to be talking about depression in children who are affected by their past lives. Wow. That so we're going to be talking about past, she has past life intrusion, but the past lives. So we're going to be doing that tomorrow night. That's 6.30 p.m. Pacific. And stick with us because we're going to, of course, be reading on Sunday from, from the uh, Scary Christmas Stories books. And then Monday, we're going to have, Monday, Tuesday, we're going to have some great guests. And then Wednesday, we're going to be reading from that Christmas history book, which was absolutely fascinating. And again, I apologize for everybody on Facebook. That didn't get to watch that so hopefully i can fix that situation you know i think i figured out what went wrong so hopefully we'll get to do that otherwise or i'll just tape as a in fact that show is going to be a tape show anyway because i have to be somewhere wednesday evening for a, for a family thing so that will be a pre-tape show so you all will see it but anyway i want to thank you all for coming and thanks for the chats in the chat room teresa and pure and Marisa was in there, and we had Jerry Hello, in the chat room. everybody. We had Jerry in the chat room tonight. Hi, so, Marisa. Hi, Jerry. Real, yeah, real active chat room tonight. So, all right. So, I will see you guys tomorrow at 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Karen might even join us because Karen's been popping in every once in a while on these shows. So that's kind of cool. But uh, have a great evening, guys. So, uh, oh, yes. I got to get my spiel in. Okay. If you like the show, share it with five people. If you hated the show. Share it with five of your enemies. We are equal opportunity here at California House Radio. We're just trying to get the word out. And again, if you haven't subscribed to YouTube, I'm trying to reach that thousand mark. I'm trying to reach that thousand mark, and we're at 756 right now. So we're inching ever so closer. I'd really appreciate it. All right, well, have a great evening, and I'll see you guys tomorrow, 6.30 p.m. Pacific. Thanks, Karen. It was wonderful. Thank you, and bon voyage.
Okay.